Hey guys, for the extra Sunday content, as well as bonus weekly content on top of that, go to our Patreon link in the description and find the Black Kluge tier or higher and subscribe. Oh, he doesn't? Dude, Howard, I've always wondered one thing. Did you or did you not get Robin Givens? I, I, I don't know. Oh. No, I'm saying I, I would never. I mean, I, I, what do you mean you don't know? No, no, I didn't. I don't know. <clears throat> no, no, I did uh, not. No. You'd have to know. Right. But if someone wants to fix themselves. Ah, uh, different thing. I am telling you that it is possible. There is no such thing as genetic homosexuality. Or, it's or fixable. I know the guy who can fix it. He doesn't even know he can fix it. So he hasn't said this is a cure for this <laughs> no. problem. No, but I am telling you homosexuality is fixable. <laughs> Hello. Do you, like a, do you have a big dick? Did you go into therapy? You've never been to a psychiatrist. It does. I like that. I like to hear that guys are whacking off. Yeah. I don't want to be in a wig and a purse. <laughs> I do that in my personal life. No. No. I'm just like a happy-go-lucky guy. And all this is about having fun. That's right. Yeah. Ken, what do you do for a living? And I'm not, it's not gonna. It's not one of those. You know. Oh, who are you? But what do you do for a living? You know. It, really not. You do therapy? Just, no. Never. I, I've dabbled. No, I'm there every day. <laughs> My daughter's uh, 15. All her friends are, like, consumed with who's gay and who isn't. Exactly. Yeah, that's, like, a big that's thing. That's the new thing. Yeah, right. They think I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> gay. Which is what? They come over, Tzvi, Tzvi. They named me Tzvi. First of all, fuck you. My name is Howard. Why can't you just be Howard? Why do you have to have a separate name? They had name? to give you a Hebrew name. How before they were uh, weeks? Nah. The audience gets mad at me if I take a week off. I can't take Fridays off. I think the audience would rather have you four days than no days. Yeah, if you're not there at all. Yeah. Well, it's better not to be there. I believe radio is a habitual kind of medium. That people wake up in the morning, they go to work, and they want to hear their favorite disc jockey. Oh, absolutely. And if you're not there on Fridays, you are doing a disservice to the audience. And you're not doing your job. I don't think I'm interested in the, the five-day-a-week sketch. Uh, you know that came with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, terrestrial radio, you got to do a five day a week sketch. So I don't know. Because you know, I, I'm, I, lay, I drive into the head every day and I listen to you, okay? And if you cut out the bitching, it probably would be about an hour broadcast. <laughs> You're right. And you want to know something? Okay. So we, now, how long are you going to keep the hair? I'm going to keep the hair as long as it keeps uh, on there's top a, of my head. What do you mean? There's a point in time that it's... Uh, Is my hair too long, you think? When you get a certain age, I think that the you hair... You think it looks silly? Yeah. You do? Really? I do. So this is Rylemon? Yes. Okay. Friend of the aliens. Yes, right. yes. Why are you people bugging my time with four hours of faggotism? <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Can't you come up with another solution? Welcome to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, everybody. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And this sunny morning in Baltimore, the clouds are parting. <laughs> no, uh, I tried to do, do it. My, my radio voice is just a little bit uh, annoying to me this morning. Um, Hello, everybody. Ex- exactly. Welcome to my co-host with the most, Sam. And uh, we we both had a bit of a, a, bit of a nutty week, but uh, we're happy to do this one for you. It happens to be a video from around the time of Robin's book release, and so the entire crew are piling in on her because they don't believe anything in it. Listen, it's sunny in Buffalo, and now my day has just gotten so much better. <laughs> it's sunnier now. <laughs> oh, so, man. 
Yeah. So it'd be like a Teletubbies episode. <laughs> exactly. So anytime we can get video, we try to opt for it, guys. And we did have this one. So here we're going we're gonna to start with this. It always amazes me. There are little things about everyone on the show that amazes me. Yeah. Fred is the most amazing of all because in the week that we were gone, Fred forgot that we work together. So he has built a wall of cars. I can now not see you at all. Oh, Fred, are you upset by that observation? I, I missed you, Robin. <laughs> See how when Robin says something so assertive, like so cutting. Oh, hey, Fillmore, I haven't seen you in a while. Um, I don't know if you noticed on Skype, I've piled a bookshelf around myself so you can't see my face. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Major League? No. Okay. There's a there's I don't know character that Tom Berenger I think his ex wife's boyfriend or something. Charlie Sheen's in that, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's one of my favorite like sports movies of all time, and uh, so he's talking good, making like chit chat with his wife's ex-wife's boyfriend or something and he hates the guy and as he's leaving the guy goes hey, is it good to see you and he goes suck my dick right. <laughs> like that's that's, that's essentially the, right yeah let, let's couch it in 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 good in bonhomie and and good naturedness but robin because we covered her recently on um jesus h christ what did we just oh Hale and i covered her arguing with Howard over the pictures they put in each other's books and that right. laugh that just cuts right the fuck through you and <laughs> and how the high pitch oh i'm not it doesn't bother me when she does that you it's totally a tell that it completely bothers her well she's saying she's starting off by saying something that's so the the actions and emotions and body language does not match what she's saying so you're mm -hmm. like wait what you just said what because right. it doesn't match you know you expect somebody who's saying something like that to be hair flipping standing up and like hey <laughs> <laughs> are you guys having a good time oh yes everything's wonderful <laughs> enjoy your meal cunts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that kind of the gist <laughs> yeah that's right on yeah, if you need anything, just go fuck yourself. So. <laughs> I don't let the door hit you on the way out. Fuck you. I think actually that's a restaurant that could do some serious business for the right clientele who just want to have a good laugh. <laughs> the entire wait staff swear at you when you ask for something. <laughs> what do you think? This is a fucking hotel? Wrap it up. <laughs> and no doggy bag. <laughs> Scoop uh, it up in your own fucking box. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we spit in it for we spit in the soup. <laughs> you know, because there was a moment there. Another that, perceived slight. Did on you Robin's finish? Uh, I could tell that Howard was trying to see me for a moment, and and you were just looking at all those. Cars. Fred, did you finish Robin's book? Oh yet? yeah. <laughs> All I know is everybody calls my house oh, yeah. after they finish Robin's book. <laughs> it starts. It starts in with me. I oh, go. Listen, yeah. I did. You. Oh please. Well, well no one. With you no one wants to discuss it with you. What they really feel. <laughs> no. After everyone reads your book, when is that book coming out already? April seventh. Can we talk? 
Okay, the release date on Amazon said April 1st. That could be wrong, but maybe general release was April 7th. At, at any rate, go ahead. So this, puts, so this puts it at like March. This must be like uh, the first week of April or end of March, guys, of 1995. Now, if you were proud of something, you wouldn't be adjusting like you're giving an excuse for why you forgot your homework. Like, watch her <laughs> adjust her shirt kind of toggle with her hair, place her shirt, adjust her necklace. Like she is uncomfortable with even saying the release date. Mm -hmm. It's very strange to me. If somebody's so confident in their product, why their body language says the opposite. Maybe because and I'll just I'll defend her for a moment just to say perhaps because she knows the, the what the crew is like. I, I'd like to say that except for the fact that we know we we believe and if anybody reads it, it reads like bullshit. Most of the book is nonsense and she knows they're going to jump all over it. Now, let's put ourselves in this situation, OK? We've been mm -hmm. working with these people for so long. None of these things that are stated in the book have ever come out. Really? OK. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then she just throws this book out mm -hmm. after his book and just throws it out there. And what are they supposed to think? Yeah. And then instead of calling them out on something or instead of addressing them personally, like if this were your book picture in today's time, everybody's a narcissist, basically. Like I have a story. I have a journey. I have to tell you about everything about myself and everybody right. needs to know. OK, mm -hmm. but Ro that wasn't like that back then. So say if Robin was writing this kind of book, wouldn't you give your coworkers a heads up on what's in there? And well, even if you didn't, when it was about to be put out, wouldn't you say something or say, if I'm giving you this and you read it, you are free to talk to me about it instead. Look at this. But not only that, let's forget all that. Let's just say she didn't tell them. And they read this about her molestation. Okay. Her mm -hmm. supposed molestation. Wouldn't you be less than jocular on the air? Wouldn't you be a little more somber about it? Say, holy shit, I didn't know any of that stuff. If you believed it. If you believed it. Okay. So you're saying from their standpoint, I agree with you. But yeah, again, like, but that's why Fred probably has the carts up because he doesn't know what to think about this because her response is so bizarre. Mm -hmm. So their response is bizarre. The whole thing is weird. Now, and so they're really in, in this case, guys, there's Jackie. There's also Billy. You might have just seen him in the video, uh, but he's in the back. Of course, he looks almost like a Muppet, like a puppet being waiting to, to be used. But it go. it really is between Howard Robin and Fred, they're the three, although Howard and, F and Fred knew each other first, the three of them should know the most about each other as opposed to everybody yes. else in there but who came later. So it really is up to Howard and, of course, Allison as well, who may or may not make a, a call in. I don't know if she will for this, but they know like if they they, they know ever, almost everything about Robin and Howard and Allison had to help Robin out so much. The odds of them not knowing some of this stuff is is nil. And let's cover the following of what was said. I was molested by my father. I ripped off the Air Force. I wanted to be a prostitute for a minute and threw my breasts open in public. 
Mm-hmm. I got fucked well, in no, the ass claim, in public. Claim, claimed she claimed she felt like it. That was about it. She didn't actually do it. She stripped for a porn producer who took new got, Polaroids. Right. But I got fucked in the ass. I, uh, I, what was it? Um, felt like angry about my skin color at one point. So I went full on Black Panthers, but then, you know, rescinded and ended up working for Howard. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much in here that Mm -hmm. I would have the carts up too until you address me personally about all these grievances in your life. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, what, what, who, who have we been working with? What is this work of fiction here? And I think that's the most disturbing thing for them, knowing that this thing is like a, a choose-your-own-adventure piece of shit, and they have to think, they have to treat this as though it's real. because And they know she's nuts because they've dealt with her for enough years to know what she's like when she goes off the rails. So that's where, if they're reticent or they're whatever, I, that's, I think they're, it's, it's, it's pure fear. Like, I don't want to hear that fucking rage at me. Right. And I think it's a it's double because she's also uncomfortable. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just a, just an amazing you'll never see something like this again. I don't think you'll ever see this kind of social experiment again. No, the closest we got was the Simona Dinnerstein thing, which was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was almost I'd like to apologize to my wife, Nancy. Uh, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it now, or do we have to wait? Because none of us can wait. We're trying to help you sell books, but we're also busting at the seams. <laughs> yeah. Did you read it yet, Jaggy? No, I got the Jaggy read I got my copy, and I just have like opened up to different places, and yeah. I opened about five different places, and each place the paragraph starts out, "Robin, you're losing it again." <laughs> and how it came to me and said, "Robin, you're losing it again." I turned over about a hundred more pages. Robin, you're losing it. Again. <laughs> I've gotten calls from. Uh, well, I'm not going to say who because they were in private, Robin. But every, uh, you couldn't mention names. I don't. Everyone care. thinks you're insane. I am. <laughs> you know, there's something wrong with That's you. That's what that book is about. I don't even now. I think you're insane. Had, had I read this book, I could have helped you with the title. I am insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody believes it. I believe me. Yeah. I have the stuff in there. I don't even believe. Yeah. See. Okay. Nobody. Now, we could we could at that time I might have thought, OK, everybody's whatever, you know, uh, how old would I have been? About 20 years old. Um, I reading it, I would have known that this book was full of shit because even then and we were taught to think analytically about books for fuck's sake. You read this and you go, no way, no way, no way. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Honestly, though, it makes me mad that they're willing to do this for Robin. Mm hmm. And be open about it, but they weren't willing to do this for Howard. And Mm -hmm. if you even look at a Reddit page of his old house and you're telling me you grew up in some slum in a black neighborhood and were beat up every day and it was a constant. Right. Right. It was New Jack City. Tossle. Like, get (laughs) out of here. So it makes me mad of the discrepancy between them pushing her, which they should. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they shouldn't. I'm saying it makes me a little bit irritated that they didn't do this for him. Yeah, they should have taken apart his OCD bullshit, and they never did. There's no video of that. None. And yeah. it was just accepted. I mean, there was some pushback, but not not like this. Not like a video. No way. And uh, and they also, I mean, it should have been a goof, like how many pictures were in his book. It was like a fucking coloring book uh, more than anything. And then um, just the uh, 
I mean, the fact that they had to do the the uh, trans sh- shoot for uh, dressing up as 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 in drag for that fucking book. She didn't ask for any of that. She just wrote a book, put whatever pictures in, asked them if they like this, whatever this, that, and the other thing, and probably gave them free copies. Unlike Howard, right. who and- I'm sure she made sure they paid for them. <laughs> And at the time, it wasn't trans. It was definitely just drag, just straight yeah, up that's drag. What, that's what I mean. I mean, they were made up by trannies, but uh, at the time. But well, you said that you had read, you had read like two thirds of it, and you said, "I got twenty things here that I don't believe you did. I think you made them up." Yeah, even uh, and, I, and I told Gary yesterday half of that stuff made up. I called <laughs> Howard and I said, "Wow, Howard, some of this stuff is amazing." He starts telling me how bad it is, and I go to him, Which, "What do you think so bad?" So he starts to read off. I go, "That's not true." He goes, "You're kidding." I go. Anybody that she writes about, when you go back to confirm the story with them, they don't know what she's talking about. I was thinking that. You, I was thinking that after I read, I read I about. Go, she's crazy. I read about a hundred pages. She's really crazy. Yeah, really. Do you think her parents, if they were in sound mind, or I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Aware that they could sue for libel, that they could sue for slander, because there is no way that that stuff is true and you can tell it's not they can tell it's not i wonder why her family you know god bless them didn't sue her well how, how it's it, isn't it a he sh- they said she said kind of thing because they can't you'll never be able to prove the molestation like it's one way or the really, other you won't be able to prove it you could it, you and, and you could prove yeah libel in terms sorry in libel in terms of um, I'm sorry I'm I'm mistake I'm getting I'm getting my my terms wrong libel in terms of uh, dis, uh what do you call it disparagement of uh Well like think of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp Right you right right You can't say this stuff about me okay you want to say this stuff about me then you're going to have to prove it and she failed to prove mm-hmm. it So she I, had yeah. a big fee million of dollars feed tacked on her for not being able to prove it. I wonder if her family was that pissed off. Could they have sued her and said, you need to prove this is defamation of character? Well, I'm certainly could have they could have sued. But the problem is, of course, they are financially dependent on her all of a sudden. She's become this big hoity-toity Miss Bitch Queen Ophelia, and she's providing them with stuff that I don't... Again, if they were these monsters, I would have hired a hit team out to fucking rub them out, not to not buy them a house, much less bring them into the studio and introduce them to my fucking co-workers who've been making molestation jokes for the last three years. So, and that was one of the early Patreon episodes, guys. We, uh, with Deborah, we covered the, uh, the appearance where they came in studio, and I... I was never that might be my top three most cringeworthy feelings of listening to any Howard Stern audio cringier than any of the intern beauty pageants cringier than, um, you know, the Billy West, uh, John Kay thing more cringeworthy than Artie's addiction. Like when they had him on when they were asleep and they were mocking him and, you know, making fun of his fucking uh, phone calls where he was clearly fucked up. That was top three easily. Agree. Yeah. So, I mean, they're financially dependent on her, but then also do, are they, they're maybe not savvy enough to know that this is a thing. They're older people. What reputation? We're both retirees. Who knows? I, I'm sure she literally said to them, look, I wrote a bunch of bullshit in the book and I'm going to pay you. I'll buy I'll pay, pay whatever you want, but you don't say anything. You just let me go on with this. But yeah, they were quoted are. in new newspapers saying, you know, uh, she made She embellished a lot of that stuff or we don't believe this. So they would they didn't even, they didn't even go with her on it. Yeah. Like this is going to be you're going to go to a state nursing home or you're going to be comfortable. 
Well, yeah. let me do my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read about 100 pages yesterday, and I had to call you to say, Howard, man, you're, you really are a cool guy, because look at all the stuff that you went through. And you go, I didn't go through anything. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> I know. Half the stuff, but I told Robin that. Half the stuff she was going to put in the book, I had to fight you know with what? her about. I was talking to some of my own friends who have just read it, and they said, you know what? We would like to call Howard and thank him and, and give him our sympathy. Yeah, well, well, Gary says to me, gee, on every page, Robin's yelling at you. I go, <laughs> I go, I don't really remember her yelling all that much. Real or imagined. You know? uh, well, Rob well, she was yelling mostly at everybody else behind the scenes, first of all. And when they're, they're the biggest, if in the books, the, the in the book, the big takeaway, one of the, one of the big confrontations is she gives him the silent treatment off the air for months. And then he lets it go because he's non-confrontational. And then eventually they, they talk it out. Well, but, and, we believe that because she did that to Jackie. Yes, she did do that to Jackie. But a lot of the yelling, I'm assuming that they're brushing under the table or not bringing to the forefront is the staff that's unpaid, mm -hmm. the interns, the limo yeah. drivers, the people that, you know, she deals with on a daily basis at the show that aren't on camera, that aren't in the forefront of this. So mm -hmm. I kind of seem to think that a lot of this craziness went on. Probably they know, but uh, happened maybe, with people that are behind the scenes. Yeah. Or, or they, maybe they're choosing to forget some of it, you know, in retrospect, because, yeah, because it's just a horrible of memory shit too. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> you don't want to uncover their, their crap. Robin claims that she's not sure of anything that happened. Oh, but this is her reality. Now, that's not true. That's how you explained oh. it to me. I, was, I had to calm you down. Oh, I called <laughs> up Robin. I said, let me ask you something. How come I don't know half of this stuff? She goes, well, it doesn't mean that any of this happened. It's just my own psychosis. It was a dream. It's my impression of my impression it. My impression of it. So that's what, what someone what? says when they're completely, they've written a complete pile of shit. Well, this is what happens when somebody says, I feel something versus this is what happened. This happened. You you can feel however you want to feel. That doesn't make it reality. Yeah. Is this that season of Dallas where it was all a dream? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> you, you know, you went through all is this Is this the end of Bob stuff. Newhart? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that Roseanne's keeping it current. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is for this all those millennials out there. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, sorry. <laughs> So here Bob we go. Newhart, fuck yeah. me. <laughs> At least you didn't bring up like I don't know what was it uh, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies or something. I'm like uh, this, and she thanked five year old ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> me and Sam rocked rock along to episodes of reruns of Hee Haw. Me <laughs> for not noticing anything was wrong or something like that, and I I just always assumed she was crazy from the beginning. You didn't notice anything's wrong. You're the guy in here every day telling me something's wrong. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. she's absolutely Because <laughs> Robin Robin says at one point in the book, she goes, I sometimes used to get paranoid behind the glass because I think everyone was talking about me. He was talking about you. <laughs> See, Jackie, was true. Jackie was talking paranoid. about you. It Jackie's was actually happening. Jackie was saying bad things about you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the truth or, truth or lies that put everything in perspective. Is that right? Yeah, it made, me understand, it made me understand a lot. I'm glad. Well, explain well, it to me. I was crazy. <laughs> there's no explanation. There's a lot of things. I was telling Howard, there's a lot of things in there. Like, you explain a lot of things that you did that were irrational uh -huh. and explain why. And then there's a lot of stuff in there that's irrational that has no explanation. It's just like irrational thoughts. Dangling. And you don't even explain them away. But that was what. Okay, one sec. This is this is the thing that uh, uh, Gary, again, Gary's not intelligent enough, also, to really suss out that 
you know, how much of the book is bullshit, but he is astute enough to point out that there are points in the book that suddenly go in a, a direction where nothing's resolved. Uh, like one of the things coming up is they're going to, she's going to talk about how she was drunk. Uh, she was hung over and then got, you know, this recruiter for the air force enlisted her and she, cause, because she couldn't keep telling her to go away. She decided, okay, I'll sign up for the air force. Like that happens. That means Robin's the telemarketer's wet fucking dream. Uh, ma'am, we were selling some double-sided dildos. I'll have six. <laughs> I have to say though, with that, with that explanation, even though that's crazy, there yeah. is a part of me that thinks a lot of lower income minorities signed up for the military because they pay for your education then. So well, it yeah. is. So in the United States, that's what happens. So, so a lot of minorities do this because it brings them out of poverty and it gives them an education that they're not in student debt. So I understand why somebody would do that. And if she said that, that would be the rational choice. Right. And that would make sense to me. But the way she described it, it's so flaky. It might as well be some bit on in the movie Clueless. But, like but if, Dion, also... if Dion woke up from a party and said, hey, sure, I just signed up for the Air Force. But this is also the, the stupidest thing, because it, she it, 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 I think Benjamin pointed it out <clears throat> when we did the uh, Quivers of Lie breakdown. It, she has no accountability any more than Howard does about anything. He wouldn't clean up his records because he had OCD. So Fred had to do it. It would have taken him 10 hours to put away three records. Yeah. Right. Um, not, not just being a lazy piece of shit, which is what he's been his entire life with her. It's, Oh, it, 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 it can't be me going. I called the recruiter back and I said, yeah, sign me up. It has to be, Oh, I was at my weakest. I didn't know what I was doing. I was hung over. You know, it's like, I didn't sexually assault you. I was fucked up. I don't know what I was doing. So blame it on the booze. Blame it on this. But don't blame me. Well, that that makes sense because how did the whole thing end up? It ended up her having to owe back money to the Air Force. Because so, they overpaid her. And then she, she had to – she stayed an extra six months to offset so maybe, that so maybe. Right. So maybe the whole reason for her joining would have sounded different in her book if it didn't end terribly. Yeah. And uh, she, by the way, right? Kristen, if you if you recall, agree, if if you watch the um, oh Jesus, so the Sally, uh, the Sally Jesse appearance Jesse from Raphael. we discovered Sally Jesse Raphael, she says they forced her to stay longer. Right. That's key. So she, in the year of her book's release, is bullshitting about her, the contents of her own book on national TV in front of a live yes. audience. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What's going on? No, that's uh, you see, that's what she says. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever she explains stuff, she goes, that's what was going on. <laughs> like, yeah, there was one point in the book where Robin says, <laughs> Robin goes, <laughs> I was very upset. You're very funny, Howard. I told you not to write this book. Uh, she goes, I was very upset. So I went to the store and I ordered ice cream. How many times? And I was, well, wait a second. She goes, and I was so upset. No, she said, I didn't, I, I didn't want, let me, let me get this straight. She goes, <clears throat> I was very upset. And I didn't want, in my own psychosis, I didn't want anyone to think that I was eating alone. <laughs> so I would order two ice creams. 
So people would, th- and then she wouldn't say anything after that. Right, like you don't explain that. This irrational thought is you didn't want anyone to know you were single, so you ordered for two. Right. But did, did that mean the you want The point wanted- is, that's how wacky you get. You imagine that everybody's but thinking you, things about you. But you should have said. You don't do, you don't get wacky. We don't get wacky. You are trying to excuse the fact that you just wanted to eat more fucking ice cream than the average person. I don't think that even happened in her head. I think she just ordered what she ordered and then yeah. needed something for a book. <laughs> the ice cream thing is the least of it. That's the funny part. Like they're they're focusing on that, but there's way wackier stuff and and way more out, out just out there uh and but, just nonsense. But that is nonsense and it's mm-hmm. like okay, let's dial back for a second to say okay, I don't want people thinking I'm single so I'm ordering all this. Then don't order all this food. Or why would they think you're single regardless? Especially since like a Chinese place has or an ice cream place. I, why would they care? That doesn't make any sense to me. And she says, oh, because my psychosis. I don't buy that for a second. I just it's, think it's, that she wanted all this food. Yeah, and then thought, terrible. I don't have enough to write about. So I'm going to make up some fucking food fake mental problem <laughs> my favorite and she kind of admits it later on that you know like really it was just her wanting to eat all this shit because she said i would go to different stores so they wouldn't all see how much i was eating uh, right so this is not that's about a, that's a, her yeah. being single it's about no, her being embarrassed problem yeah and being a fat pig and wanting to wanting to try to hide the fact that you're eating you're eating as much as you are so and i mean i'm not trying to it's not fat shaming guys it's just pointing out the stupidity in some of these uh some of these passages of the book thank god i threw it out and i can get access to the screen caps and stuff but my god i think my computer will blow up they're not even looking at what you're buying it should have said i was so wacky i want that's the whole book you can't keep repeating that you keep saying i'm so wacky before (laughs) each page just say I was so wacky. Dot dot dot. Like the Larry King column. <laughs> my my personal thing in the book that I wanted to bring up that you over the years eleven eleven years how many times have you told me I'm stupid? How many thousands of times? I haven't ever told you that. A you couple thousand go. times, right? <laughs> right. You See did, now that I don't. Remember. You can never ever ever again tell me that I'm stupid <laughs> because you joined the army or the air force or whatever because somebody called you at home while you had a hangover and you couldn't hang up on them. <laughs> I, I know. I, I don't want to. See, that's what I said to Gary. I said, Gary, that isn't true. <laughs> I, I he said, Gary, that isn't true. I agree with Howard. I don't believe that for five seconds. Yeah. I don't. Well, I just think that she the if the Air Force thing ended honorably, mm-hmm. we'd have a different anecdote about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. hundred percent. One hundred percent. Absolutely. It is true. not. I said, there's Absolutely. no way. There's no Absolutely way. You true. weren't being honest. The there's rec- no I way somebody joins so the army. Is wrong. creating myth here? Yes, because so I think there is no... Let me explain myth. something to you. There's no way somebody joins the army. Nobody. It was the Air because, Force. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Nobody Maybe jo- they don't join the army. Yeah. The Air Force. Air Force awesome. even more. <laughs> Nobody joins the Air Force after like Oh, gee, this person keeps calling me and calling me and bugging me. I know how I'll get him to stop bugging no, me. No, it was the... I'll, it I'll join was up. was the... Right. First of all, I wasn't the person I am today, and I couldn't hang up on a person. Oh, and I, could, I was like you. I, I didn't don't like believe to that. hurt people. See, look, at, look at her body language here. Yep. She's got clenched fists mm-hmm. where she's rubbing her own hands together. Mm-hmm. She's laughing. This is not somebody who's serious about defending the point that she's trying to make. 
This no, is somebody she just wants the attention. that is being called out mm-hmm. and figuring, figuring out how to slide around it. Yep. And she's embarrassed. She, she doesn't want to show it, but she's embarrassed that she's being found out as a fraud. Well, she's embarrassed because you can tell by the over laughter. That's- over laughter, the smiles, the sort of painful smiles in between, uh, in between yucks. If somebody, if somebody confronted me about why I joined the military, I wouldn't be yucking it up, mm-hmm. especially if that anecdote were true. Well, that's it. And uh, the other thing is, guys, I, what I love about that whole thing was she, she decided she was going to what they overpaid her basically in the military. There was just a clerical error where they overpaid her month to month to month. She didn't notice. And she goes, I figured that I was just such a good money manager that uh, I, I was dope. I was owed this. She didn't question why she was she getting X amount more. No, she didn't question why she was getting X amount more than her, you know, you know, uh, the people that were of the same rank. But. Then and then she also claimed I never saluted ranking officers. I didn't do my beds. I did whatever I did whatever I wanted to. Like this rebel, and I we got in touch with people from the military. They said there's no fucking way that would happen. It, it said in the in the army it was more serious, but in the air force maybe you could get away with some of that. But most of the time, no way. There's no military service works like that where you cannot if you don't salute a, a whatever an officer, you're fucked. They will pile on punishment after punishment for you. And this also calls into question our whole narrative about right before then, she was this Black Panther-like, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, and like mm-hmm. very anti-establishment. So That's right. So what do you do when you're anti-establishment? Oh, yeah, you join the military. Join the army, yeah. Be, <laughs> a, be a total sense. conformist. That makes total sense, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tony. I could go, <laughs> the, 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 but the answer. Yeah, is, I'd like to meet the person. I could. <laughs> I could hang up and go back to sleep, or join the Air Force for two years. Well, join the Air Force. <laughs> right. Let me tell you something. There's a lot. I think there's a sequel required. <laughs> My favorite part of the book. An explanation, cliff notes to explain. See, now, everything and that, in the book. Now you can't make fun of Gary anymore. What oh, fun are you I can be? make fun of Gary. <laughs> He's gonna be he's gonna be pulling stuff out of the book. Oh yeah. He now has ammunition. He though. sure does. On the other hand, on the other hand, I always thought that it was amazing. I didn't know how Robin actually started her career, and Robin went from being a nurse to being in a top ten market in radio in less than six months. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, I knew that. I didn't know that. <laughs> how do you know it's true though? Well, I I, I read it. It was on paper. I read it. <laughs> That's good on Gary. At least it's in a book. So. It must be true. <laughs> I mean, at least he read it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, know? well, he claims he did. And a comprehension and reading are not the same thing, guys. So we don't know what uh, what Mama Monkey uh, can yeah. make of Quivers of Life anyway. And again, not- it's, it's, it's not the same as Fred reading it because he doesn't know Robin nearly as long. I, I mean, the analytical skills are not going to be as intense as you or I. <laughs> no, it's still, he's still be looking through the Rouget's thesaurus for some of the words. All along. <laughs> Who knows of any of that shit? <laughs> she said it was. She goes to a strip club. Next thing you know, she's a stripper. There you oh, go. Stop it. <laughs> I she was never a She was stripper. five seconds away from now being you're a doing She's things. five seconds away from being <laughs> naked on no, stage. No. She's five seconds away from being <laughs> a prostitute, right? right. Yeah. Some guy was trying to yeah, turn some her. Guy, some guy t- tried to become a pimp. <laughs> Two seconds away from being a porn. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in that book. She's <laughs> <laughs> toy. I don't know what. Even that, like saying. That actually is a statement in the book. She was two yeah. seconds away from becoming a prostitute, according to her. Yeah. It's so and it and it flies by faster 
then an epilogue. Like it's just insane. It's 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 not even the time it takes to exhale. When she there's one segment where she goes, "I was uh, this close to being a drug dealer." Like she was going to deal weed. That was gonna, right. And, that, and then that it, it's it's dealt with in I would say three lines of a paragraph. And she's like, "Oh, I didn't. I realized that would uh, you know put what kind of stretch I'd be looking for and in hard in terms of hard time." And I said, "Nope, that wasn't for me." And then in another situation, she goes, "Oh, I was I was going to be uh, like drinking. Well, I thought maybe I'll be an alcoholic, you know, whatever." And then I had one night of drinking. I said, "Well, that's not for me." Then I went to the church and I go. Yeah, I don't I don't want to be having to do this all the time. So I decided church wasn't for me. <laughs> every, a, she tried on a, every uniform. It's as fast. The prostitution thing goes as fast as a neck break in of mice and men in his pocket. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just really something else. <laughs> oh, I, I go around just saying none of it's true. It's <laughs> complete fiction. It's the easiest. Disavow. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I just go, as far as I know, none of it's true. She was right. crazy. And well, made it all up. Freddie and I got our books on Monday afternoon of last week, and Freddie and I were doing best of all last week, and every morning we would come in and say, what chapter are you up to? And it was like one of those things where Fred's like, I don't know how I'm going to look at Robin again. <laughs> you know, I was like, well, that's exactly what you said to me. He said, Robin, I can't look at you. Remember I don't, that I really you came don't. in? I can't look at you. No, I don't. I still can't look at you. <laughs> I'm, I'm if, the one who told Fred to put up all those cards so I can't I see your face. If I would have read, if I would have read chapter two and seen you like an hour later, I don't know what I would have done. But having letting a week go by makes chapter, it a bit easier. The thing is, I would have I would have just as much trouble, but on on multi levels, it would on, on a multitude of layers. Number one. She's a bullshit artist because I know this, 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 and the other thing aren't true. And number two, if even a fraction of some of that stuff was true, she's completely insane. Yes. And yes. And they also, you can tell just by the way they're reacting, this is the first time that they're getting to confront her on some of this. Mm -hmm. So it's probably feels really good. Mm -hmm. You know, they probably feel a little bit like, wow, great. We finally get to discuss this because if this were even a fraction of true, mm -hmm. wouldn't you be discussing this? I mean, I've worked with you for how many years? Yeah. None of this came. Hey, coffee. N n you know, nothing. Nothing. No out. Not even a little bit. Like I have coworkers that we know stuff about each other. Not everything. But if I wrote a book like this, they would be like, who are you? Right. You exactly. know, like I don't Batman. want them to know everything about my life. But what if I was like, yeah, I have eight kids and. Right. You know, three dads and I grew up at the circus. Right. I was, <laughs> I was a Mennonite. <laughs> it is not. I mean, that's how nuts this book is. When yeah, you compare it, it, when you compare it to how she's lived her life with them mm -hmm. throughout the early 80s and beyond. They have known her. So for her to not share any of this until this point mm -hmm. is shocking. Yeah, and and insane, actually. Because, and yeah. Wait, it's not it's insane shocking. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're because you're right. Because at certain points of your life, when you're talking to people, things will slip out. Now, if you're lying about those things when you talk about them and they find out later that they're not true, well, then that lowers their estimation of you anyway, or it would of any sane person if you if you decided this is my friend. Oh, I've just found out that her entire story about this is complete bullshit. You would think less of that person. You'd have to. Well, especially since this type of medium is one where you're on the air speaking for hours a day and you're sure. preparing for a show. Mm -hmm. And so 
this is a lot more intimate than most cubicles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. So that makes it more apt for people to know each other as coworkers mm-hmm. because of yeah. the significant amount of time and the task of the job, which is speaking to each other and speaking to an audience. Mm-hmm. It's not like typing or, yeah. you know, a receptionist or a hairdresser. We, even It's just not. It's different. Yeah. So I don't understand how this could all just bypass through the years yep. and not even a mention. And when we get done with this clip, I don't know if we'll, we'll probably make it another recording session, but we'll put it all together. We're going to definitely have a thing where we play the later, like more in the 2000s, there's a segment where she talks about the book and says, I made it all up. And she yes. admits, finally, like you have, we have to, because that's a perfect bookend for this bullshit. Well, and she did. The, the, remember they said, she goes, I had the publisher or something yeah. was, yeah, on I me. I had, I had to, I had to make it good. Yeah. Plus she, plus remember it was right after his book. It was right after, well, it was, it was a year and a bit after Private Parts, but it was three or four months before Miss America, which he wrote, as I've said many times, to fucking spite her and show her, this is how you make a bestseller, bitch. Eat my dust. (laughs) You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, here's a bunch of pictures and nonsense (laughs) (laughs) fruity cartoons two i would have hugged her by chapter nine i would have said (laughs) i talked to gary and gary said oh uh, me and fred got our uh, robin book just there i said yeah how is it and it was like silence and it was like oh (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what to say he couldn't even talk i don't know jackie really did you get one not yet not yet not yet good i can still talk to you he still has respect for me okay no wonder i didn't get a call from billy (laughs) i will tell you that my book generates calls. Oh, it definitely does. <laughs> I will tell you that there's a lot of, there are a lot of listeners out there who are in for a big surprise because I think that they think it's going to be this like sort of fun, almost like a joke well, book or something. Well, why don't you let them be surprised? Oh, they will be. Don't <laughs> worry. What are you trying to do? Scare them off? <laughs> She's trying to sell books. Believe me. Please, I'm Gary, telling everyone they should buy what, this Gary, book. You know what, Gary? I'm about to call you stupid. No. Right, everyone should buy this book. There you go. Everyone. There you go. And I'm not just saying that. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Really? Well, that's a good endorsement from Baba Foot. See, we read it. I did not enjoy it. I thought it was, uh, first of all, I thought it was horseshit and it was so poorly written. And the Photoshop has already been made. Uh, I I took a picture of the the book, one of the random chapters, and I highlighted all the eyes, me's and my's. And there were like 54 of them, something like that. You guys did this with Benjamin. And I remember how, I mean, it was you and Benjamin were phenomenal when you went over this. Mm -hmm. But this was the problem for me when I read this was... It not only did not seem true, it seemed flaky. It made me not like her. And it was the way they were selling this on the show, right? Like this, you would want to go out and buy it. Okay, you go buy it, you go buy it. Mm -hmm. And then you read it and you're just left with this. Who is this person? And they're an awful person. Well, that's that's the takeaway. Like, I don't I still don't understand. I really and I got to, I, I guess, consult with Bob on this one. I don't understand how even a narcissist could say this book was good for them to make. Because how could you not see that this book makes you look like a monster? I don't know. And I I've read it multiple times just for research. Mm-hmm. And I can't understand how Anyone could read this and not come away with the fact that this person is a nightmare. 
Right. Like, for example, like say Judith Regan, say the publisher reads it and she goes through the draft and she goes, um, do you want to leave in that? Do you really want to leave in that part about, you know, uh, your little sister? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a be, like beating up the foster kids, you know, like maybe that, you know, that you were beaten and they were beaten and you beat them up as well. So this made me more mad than when we did those Sally, Jesse, Raphael shows. Oh, yeah. Because she, after writing something like that, mm-hmm. then continues on in her oral narrative of being mm-hmm. this go-getter, breaks all the odds, um, amazing, proactive human being, which she is none of those things if you read mm-hmm. the book. So yes. it's a complete dichotomy of one person in the book and then this person that she projects orally on talk shows while yes. she's promoting the book. And right. if you read the book, it's nothing like the lady that she talks about on a talk show. <laughs> My favorite part of that Sally Jesse thing beyond the person challenging her and she does that face, you know, the one that we used for the Photoshop was when they uh, she flippantly goes on, you know, which uh, Sally says something like, um, you you um, you attempted suicide, didn't you? You know, and she, well, I just, I, I always had in the back of my mind that, you know, I can always just kill myself if things don't go the way I want them to. And that's how she confronted suicide. <laughs> like, right. that's no joke. Like, and I'm not joking about it, guys. I know our audience. I know there's people out there who have had struggles and struggle with depression and stuff. I, I, and it is it, honestly on a personal level, we're not, I making am not fun mocking of that one bit. I'm saying it's embarrassing and really, uh, more indicative of how much of a fucking mo- repugnant monster she is to throw that in there as an aside, as something very frivolous, like like a fucking hair curler that you just use and throw away and, and just decide to sell books by throwing the, in the, the, uh, the notion of suicide when she was never remotely suicidal. She wasn't suicidal. The things that she should have been suicidal about, if they were true should have taken place at different parts of her life, not the ones that she said in the book. And right, to early say on, it like especially. That, and to say, like you said, as an aside, mm-hmm. so flippantly mm-hmm. like that is, atro- it's just atrocious. It's embarrassing. It's atrocious. And she said it like a, the kitchen sink. Like I did, I did all of this and this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, how much more do you want on yeah. this Sunday? Yeah, it's it's really unbelievable. There you go. He enjoyed there Robin's pain. He came in. Right. He came in and said, "Boss, <laughs> I can't put it down. I'm even in the toilet with it." <laughs> I take it to, I take it, is in your toilet. I take it to the bathroom. I cannot. Oh, put- wait, quick. Howard has a part here. I just want everybody to notice that. Oh, they have the his. Yeah. We haven't seen that in a long time. I don't know if uh, you guys have, but I'm pretty sure it's been a dish rag kitchen or you know kitchen sink pull out if you don't have a garbage disposal for a long time so here's a part everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> that book down. there's hey, an yeah. ad for the book Gary <laughs> <laughs> on the crap You'd like to can take I a, get a picture? Have you like take a picture of me and use it in the New York Times? Go pray. Triple seven. <laughs> Robin meets Wolf. <laughs> Where's the paper, Mary? And Gary has what this retention? Like I, I read your book, but you can't remember. Yeah, this was the this was the time. Uh, the, uh, like if uh, you can't, the, the sorry guys, the resolution isn't really up to snuff. I, I this is the only 
copy of this video I have. Um, he, when he was doing the hair plugs thing at this point, he was trying to get back to what his hair originally was at WellMet. If you look at those mm -hmm. original pictures, the high school graduation pictures, this is the exact same look that he's trying to go for. So it's naturalistic in, in, in the attempt, but it's probably one of the last times you will see a part not dead center, which it ends up being later on, which is impossible because your hair is your hair. You don't reinvent your scalp. Right. So you see a part here, but you know there's there's extensions and plugs and things put in there because you could see in the back, see where his headphones are, how it yep. floofs out in the back. It's like mm -hmm. almost teased. Mm -hmm. So those are those are pieces. And yep. then you can also see see how it curves around his uh, I guess ch uh, jug chin. I don't know double chin. Like, sure, yeah, like right like here. Down okay. So yeah. that thickness is not natural. So there are extensions under there because his hair was not naturally that thick ever until this yeah. point. <laughs> you and Kayla and Raven should do a hair show. Well, you should definitely all be on the hair show. And I should I should get get the fuck out of Dodge because she mentioned something similar. Uh, when we were covering a video because uh, it's of the same era and she said something about how um, there's only so much you, you there's only so much you can do with the hair um, to make it look a certain way without going into extensions or fake just basically fake pieces because they well, don't do it, that as you go through life as a girl you will know people in your life who you've seen and you're just like where did all this hair come from yes. you just know them Mm -hmm. And you can get away with it as a girl, but you know that it's fake. Mm -hmm. This is the same sort of similar thing because he has long hair. So I can mm -hmm. tell that there's fake pieces sewn in either by beads or clip-ins or something that is in that hair. It is not right. all real. Right. When we get to talk to um, Spencer Coburn, uh, which I'm going to be, I'd love to make it a five hour episode in terms of hair because I have none. Um, uh, the uh, the 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 progression of surgery through the years and what it entailed in, in especially mid 90s, let's say, like if we tell if we show him a picture of this or different pictures, he's not going to we say, look. We, we're not saying this is fake, but if it was fake, how would the procedure go? What would it be like? What would it entail? And how long before you'd have to get these things fixed or what kind of maintenance is involved? That kind of shit. He should be more than happy to answer. Well, this is a lot of why, like, I never had extensions. I never did any of that because it's maintenance. Yeah. And do you want to be on this schedule? Like, same with people who do the fake eyelashes and stuff. No, no hate to that. Like you can mm -hmm. do whatever you want. Fake hair, fake eyelashes, like good for you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend my money on that. But I also just think it's something that, oh, then you have that voom of something. And yeah. then what happens when you have to get rid of it? I just don't well, understand it. <laughs> well, that's it. It's also time consuming. And a lot of effort as well. I mean, like I know I, you, you, you're with you. But I just also having don't long, have not thick hair, so well, I have like decent amount of hair. Well, there you go. But it's but it's still work to deal with your own hair, let alone this extra bullshit. Yes, yes. My friends would say, "Oh, I got to get my extensions changed." What? It's like, 
hundreds of dollars. Right. And it's not just your hair. You're helping Mia deal with her hair and brushing hers out and whatever. And and the tangles and fucking whatever bedhead and all that shit. I don't even like because I know my wife's my wife now. She's now um, now that her hair has grown back. She's like 11 on Stranger Things. So like 11 (laughs) had, you know, she had the shaved head. She reminds me of 11 now. Like you want to see what it's going to look like in season three. Oh man, it's super curly. It's just like exactly like she was when she was three years old. These th- the kind of curls you pay for, and she's had to. But now she says they're they're almost painting now. So um, because of the neuropathy, but she's she 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 loves the fact that it grew back so. So so amazingly, but then the problem is she's waking up with this hair that looks like it's escaping. <laughs> the curls are just flying off her head. For our listeners who don't know, Fillmore's wife had survived cancer and mm-hmm. such a fighter, and she had her head and all her hair gone, mm-hmm. and it's growing back, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it really is amazing, and so, um, but it, but it, it is kind of scary sometimes. Sometimes deliberately, she'll come at me in the morning, and she'll, she'll like, she'll, <laughs> she'll, she'll wake up first, and then when I wake up, I see her hair. She's poofed it up a little more so that it's just this massive, like, attack of curls going, going way up in the air. It's funny as shit. Like if, if you were Ed Grimley and did a little mohawk instead, uh, pointed your hair up. Uh, it was funny. Anyway, uh, back to the, uh, back to the nonsense. I mean, I don't line remember. Yeah, I don't remember everything. Carrie's like, <laughs> do you believe what Robin on page 97 says? <laughs> the following. I mean, he can actually quote oh, from yeah, your book. I can. And I remember everything. What's up? See, you're like idiots of mine. When it stays in my mind, I can't get I it out. I read the book and, it, you know, I was, I, I, I wrote stuff down so I'd have something to say to Robin afterwards. Because <laughs> I can't remember stuff after I read it. I can't remember what's in the book as well as Gary. No, Gary will know better. And I read it a million times, believe me. There are people who interview me about my book. I don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah. I don't even. Re- that's he's right. He has <sighs> zero retention. Zero. <laughs> that's another <laughs> indicator. Yeah. See how he says, "Yeah, I get it. I don't remember either." Because you're both full of shit. Yes, completely. Yeah, and I'd say the 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 only parts of uh, let's say private parts the book that might be true, are, of course, the appearances that he discusses, and when people come in, because then he's quoting appearance lines from whoever was in studio then there's video to support those interviews most of them if we were if we wrote autobiographies about ourselves and you asked me something and i said i don't i don't know what (laughs) right well i mean that either means you had a great time or you had a frontal lobotomy because, <laughs> you know, if you if you can't remember certain stretches due to blackouts and getting fucked up, I mean, then, well, then you're, you know, reading Robin's book. But um, either way, the. Uh, yeah, no the, ice picks to the skull for me. So, guys, uh, I managed to find uh, one of the clips from Quivers of Life just so you can get an idea of what it sounds like. I have the audio book files and um, it's a little muffled and she's nasal. I don't know why she recorded herself. I guess she had studio time booked and couldn't get out of it. But she sounds like, you know, she's got, you know, a head cold. Uh, And this is called Money Mismanagement Plus Ice Cream. It was time to start thinking about getting out of the Air Force. I could actually feel my future about to begin when the Air Force threw me a hard, fast curve. One payday, I'd noticed that my check was short and had gone to the finance office to get the discrepancy resolved. 
Maybe if I'd never questioned that check, everything would have been okay. As it was, I discovered that the Air Force had been overpaying me the entire time I'd been in. (laughs) So, I discovered it. (laughs) Maybe if I haven't put up the discrepancy. So she was ready to leave, right? Right. She knew that it was going to come to a head. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure once you leave, there are some formalities like with any sort of union thing. Like if I leave the union, if I leave Erie County, you have to have your situation squared taken away. Care of, squared away. There is no way that she didn't know that she was being overpaid. None. Because no, God, the no. checks, it didn't happen right away. So she started getting overpaid and just said nothing. And she knew she was going to have to deal with it. So she went to the finance office, found out the bad news, and now is presenting this in this situation, even though. Let me give you an example of what this is like. I work as a welfare fraud investigator. Say somebody is getting benefits, okay? Mm -hmm. They get this allotted amount. But then... You only get this amount if your income is at a certain level. If you start making over that level, you are no longer entitled to that same amount of benefits. Right. It has to to be recalculated. So if you start having unreported income and Mm -hmm. your worker finds out, guess who owes the money back? You. You knew that because you're working extra or you're doing things on the site like selling drugs, breeding dogs, whatever. I mean, I've seen it all. Yeah. Okay. This is exactly what it's like. You knew that you were making extra and you didn't report your income. So now you have to square it away. It's the exact same thing. For a minute there, you sounded a bit like Marsha Clark. <laughs> you knew <laughs> what you were going to do. <laughs> so, the, oh, the, the, fuck. Fuck Marsha Clark. I would have won that murder trial. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, they, the, one of the first things they would have told her is, upon entering the Air Force, is this is going to be what you make. And it doesn't take a fucking brain surgeon to sort out, hmm, this many hours, this rate of pay... This is how much it should be. I mean, give or take, you yeah, take out taxes, it, whatever, you know, there should be a little, you know, less than what you expect because you don't know how much they're taking away. But suddenly there's more and it's been happening the entire fucking year, two years it's happening. No way. No way. She you knew. No, it's just the same way you explain to clients. Here's your amount of benefits. If you make over this amount. That's right. And we find out you will owe this back. Mm-hmm. So here we Same go. Payments now amounted to a staggering $10,000. The whole thing was the result of a clerical error, but that didn't stop the Air Force from wanting me to return the cash. I- okay. Now, I will say this. There is something called in departments, it's called agency error, which means mm-hmm. you accidentally, you fuck up on your part. So for them, the Air Force fucked up and paid her more. In social mm-hmm. services, sometimes we fuck up and we pay you more, even if you say you reported an income or even if you say you have a different household composition, doesn't matter because we explain to you the terms. If we're loaning you this money, if we're giving you these benefits, if, for example, Robin's getting this salary, 
it is on you to report if there's a discrepancy because that's right. you are the one that's getting paid. I know yep. it sounds unfair and in a lot of reasonable ways, I think it is, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Agency error. If you come in and say, Hey, why do I have a bill all of a sudden? Because you screwed up. Well, because you needed the money and this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Was forced to extend my tour of duty for six months, taking a huge salary cut to expedite the payback. It was a bitter pill to swallow, but I had no other options. At that point, my life began to unravel completely. I stopped seeing people and stopped paying bills. My phone was eventually shut off. For the first time in my life, I couldn't manage to do anything. I'd burst into tears at the drop of a hat. I lost track of time. The only thing that really made me feel better was ice cream. Soon it became my entire diet. I was putting away up to a gallon a day. I didn't feel secure unless there was at least a half gallon in the freezer. So unlike clients who I feel sympathetic over who have agency error in OBAC money, this isn't one of them. No, it isn't. This is someone this who is just not, is completely fucked up with they don't have how to manage money, how to manage bills, their life, anything. This is somebody who knew they were getting paid more and mm-hmm. didn't report it originally yep. to the finance Com- agency. Completely irresponsible. So I understand the plight of people sometimes who come into my office and say, I didn't know. Fine. It doesn't matter, though, because you signed this contract, which says this is what it is. Robin knew. Robin knew she was getting paid more. She can say all she wants, like, oh, I was so happy I was going to be getting out of the Air Force. It was going to be great. And Mm -hmm. but then I knew I had to tie up these loose ends because you knew. Yep. Remember what's in there. Is that me? There are just things in the book that I'm really surprised that having known you for 11 years, haven't come out on the air. You know, little things. Like what? Like that Robin once dated a married guy. We've talked to Robin about sex a thousand times. She did once mention that, though. Did she? Yes. I don't yeah, remember but it. I don't dwell on it. Well, you should, because you dwell on it in the book. Yeah. I prefer not to dwell on it. <laughs> it's probably not true anyway. Oh, stop. <laughs> lies. Well, the guy's you name, so the guy's, crazy. He says I made up my whole book. I don't know. I think half of it. I think it's a 50% of it's made up. The thing with the married guy, it's like Robin is always this arbiter of truth and morals and you know how she treated women who came in to this show oh yeah and then you get a revelation like that and you just think to yourself are you kidding me mm-hmm. you know that's well, horrible I wouldn't put it past her if she had done it because she's morally completely she's bereft of you know any real kind of guilt when it comes to this shit But if you are, would you ever treat the people that come into the studio who also have, you know, wavering morals the way she did? Like she's some pious person. It's ridiculous. You would if you were a complete narcissist and didn't see your own fucking foibles (laughs) and were proud of them because they made you seem like some kind of rebel or some kind of like in your your demented mind. You know, oh, I was anti-establishment by, you know, by uh, buying a fucking color TV in the Air Force when I couldn't afford it. (laughs) So all these things are fine for her because her story ended up successful. But for everybody else who ended up in not a successful situation, she has that judgmental goddamn Haughtiness. rhetoric towards them. It's yeah. 
ridiculous and shitty. It's horrible, yeah. Well, or, or she believes it, but it never really oh, happened. I think it never happened. What, I imagine my entire life. Delusion. Fred sort of said that. that crazy. Fred actually sort of said that to me without having spoken to you. Fred what? said that he thought that that um, it, some of it had become like sort of like uh, I guess almost blown a blown up. Uh, yeah, uh, of course. Okay, so listen, I listen. exaggerated Romanticized. everything. Romanticized. Yeah. Like you see, is. like you see how you see how That's Robin romantic? in the book doesn't get along with her family at all and everything. Right. Okay. When I met Robin. Here we go. Let me tell you something. What did I ever Fred, say to you Fred, about my family? Shh. What did I ever say to you? Oh, nothing. Hold on. Fred. Right. Fred. Yes. When we met Robin, mm-hmm. more than you, who went home every day, drove from Washington to Robin. Baltimore. Robin. Excuse me. And was live that with not? A, a, Fred and I are discussing right. the book now. Robin did. This I'm has sorry. nothing to do with you. All right. Uh, this act, this is word. the conversation you Gary and I had. <laughs> Go ahead. This body language of hers mm-hmm. and this setup of how she's saying, what, what? She is defensive as fuck right now mm-hmm. she is not somebody who believes what she said in this book yep. because instead of being on the offensive if something so terrible like that ever happened to you would you respond to it in the way that she's responding to this allegation that's being lobbed at her right now mm-hmm. and never we- and this is the thing, guys, a lot of a lot of people, there's there's some blind defenders of Robin and will believe anything she fucking says and just say, oh, you know, I it's do the, believe it's it. the same ever heard crowd. It, it really is at this point in time. You have no leg to stand on, because if you read the book and if you actually read the book and did your due diligence, you'd know that she went back to her family every time there was a fuck up. They bailed her out financially, emotionally, everything. And she went there. She went back to the house. And according to her, treated like three of them like shit. She went like a, like an, she was like an indentured. She, they were indentured servants, her mother to and father her. to yeah. her. Oh, and falling on her face every fucking time, coming back, crying back to mother. Like, if you loan me this money, mother, this is what's coming up with. The, you know, this is the, the stipulations in which I'll return. You're not coming from a position of power, you fucking idiot. You're, you're, you blew your money going out west to do the S thing, blew her money land, which is now would, landmark form. Lay around and have them clean up after her on and purpose. And everything. And said, I had nope, I had no... Uh, concern over it i didn't care about it and then uh like so if you and i understand real uh, survivors of abuse it's not the same for every single one of them they're survivors of, of you know incest or whatever it, everybody is not the same i understand that but after a certain point when you come to this she had a moment of clarity and these things happened to her you don't go back to these fucking molesters you don't go back to them and constantly rely on them for help i just don't believe it i don't believe it and you certainly don't parade them back you have them back in your in your uh, is is there a level of forgiveness where you can actually put a big picture of them in your fucking book and then bring them into the studio and parade them around like you're proud of them there's well, no way exact there Not every survivor of abuse has the same story, but there are similar patterns and similar behaviors amongst survivors. And when they don't believe a survivor like an Amber Heard or like Mm -hmm. a Robin, it's because they suss out the fact that something in this story does not make sense, does not breathe genuine to them. Right. And Robin is one of them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it just doesn't jibe with the truth. You, like it doesn't sound it doesn't sound you do right. Not, you do not write a book like this with all these allegations and behave like we are witnessing right now. Right. And the the abuser in question, her father, literally gets a bite on the shoulder and then stops forevermore. Like he's yeah. just not going to, you know, and doesn't abuse the other kids. Well, you know, we that we know of whatever. Maybe she didn't know. I, I don't you know, she could argue, oh, I didn't know. I only knew what he did to me. Um, sounds like you knew everything that was going on in the fucking house the way you wrote it. So um, I, it's just and her mother comes off as, you know, this really abusive, stern, austere. But she's you know, amazing on air. She was actually. Yeah, totally. And do I believe that she was beaten, you know, as a kid? Like, was there corporal punishment in her house? I'm certain that was very much, you know, very common, common back then. Yeah, that what that's not I was unbelievable. spanked as a kid. Like, yeah, almost. Yeah, we were we were hit. I mean, not, I not, was spanked uh, as not, a kid. I will never forget it. I was uh, five years old. I was squirting squirt guns and we got each other soaked in the backyard with the neighborhood kids when we were told we shouldn't get our clothes wet. And mm -hmm. I came in the house soaked and we got spanked. Like that was just what it was. And we had and to sit in our so rooms <laughs> in our wet book? clothes. And no, I didn't feel abused. I felt like I fucked up. I, I didn't listen. Up. Yeah, absolutely. This is a conversation Gary and I had. All right. Oh. This book, this is the wildest book I ever read. <laughs> it's definitely a right? flight of fancy. And, and let me say something. Was she mommy and daddy's little girl when we met Did her? Did I ever sound I, I, like Excuse me, I'm talking to Fred. I'm interviewing Fred about the, his impression. It sounded like the Nelson family. Right. And, in fact, we, we were jealous. She would go home. Exactly. All laundry, all food, every every need yep. would be taken care yep. of. She'd show up at work like a princess. Exactly. Didn't I address that in the book? She does. Yes, you did. <laughs> I don't buy any of that. Look at how nervous her hands are. Look at mm -hmm. how nervous her hands are. Her hands are oh, yeah. moving so nervously. This also, too, like the spanking. I think about that, and I, I don't think it was, you know how it's like so not something you do now? Do you really think it was bad spanking? Okay, like, I don't I've, think my parents were abusive. Well, I never got spanked. I got smacked in the face when I did something wrong. And I also got a lot of wooden spoons <laughs> over, <laughs> broken over huh. my, my arms and shoulders and even head a couple times. But I was a pretty good kid. Generally, it was my brother that got more of that because he was really willful, as they used to say. And uh, he he does not. He, we, we get along great with our parents. Dad, unfortunately, as people know, is not quite there anymore but um mom mom we we laugh about it because there are greek expressions like which translates to do you want to eat wood <laughs> and it doesn't it's not a sexual thing guys it's literally about the fucking wooden spoons uh and we but we every friend we had had the same stories because they had the same generation yeah. of parents so it was completely de rigueur it was completely normal and so uh we you don't see that as abnormal what's abnormal to us in this era is kids not being able to not being able to fail kids in elementary school they can't like get left back kids getting ribbons for just showing up like doing the woody allen thing half the battle is being there no like we there were consequences you, you how do you know the the joys of winning something if you're never allowed to lose i find this the challenge of being a parent in this generation is the lack of consequences that you can, you have to 
you have it's so hard to give kids consequences now. Yeah, it is. I mean, you really have to not start them with things. I mean, like, Otherwise, I mean, I don't give yeah. Mia a phone. She right. doesn't have social media. There's no, you know, I really just think that there's a lack of consequences for kids these days. The way yeah. that they are. And I didn't think of it like, you know, you're saying like smack in the face or the spoon or whatever. I don't think of it as abusive as it really just taught us, oh, their this boundaries. isn't good. I know that spanking isn't good. Like I would never hit my kid, but I understand how I didn't think of it back then as abusive. Mm -hmm. I guess it's all context and it's all, you know, I mean, it, the whole culture is a permissive loony bin now where, you know, taking oh. away privileges, that's, that's considered punishment. I'm, and I'm like, I'm the old school. Like I, I grew up like that. I don't know that I would, and when and when I was hit, it was never it was it wasn't for any for no reason. That's the whole point. I did grow up with kids who were beaten by their parents unnecessarily, and mm -hmm. that's not correct. That's the complete other extreme. Those we're talking about psychopaths here, um, or victims of abuse t raising other kids to abuse them. Like 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 Robin's parents apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean the way she she would have you believe that they you know brought in kids just to use as punching bags, which you know I'm certain it goes along with I know it goes along with a lot of households. But either way, unfortunately. So, um, so the idea now, for example, like, um, you, you raising Mia, your youngster mm -hmm. as w to have specific boundaries. And once they know these boundaries, they begin to accept them as a matter of course. The problem I find with now today in this situation, Mia would be considered the outcast because she's got a bunch of friends who have zero boundaries or fewer boundaries from their parents. I'm not saying she's friends with a bunch of idiots. I'm saying parents today are all afraid Dyfus is going to come and take their fucking kids because they took away their phone or because they, you know, uh, took out the belt and threatened them, but didn't well, hit them. Her, her friends will say to her, why don't you have WhatsApp chat or some, I don't even know what Snapchat, these things are. Whatever okay. Bullshit. Yeah. Whatever. And she wrote back and she screenshotted it and said to me, she goes, my mom made me listen to a Senate hearing. They personally sexualize children and, do all these things to them or whatever. She wrote this message back, this long message and saying, and it's not good for our, it's not good for our body image. It's not good for our self-esteem. So I would never get that app. Like I have okay. drilled this in her head that social yeah. media is horrible for kids. Yeah, well, it is. Right? When, you're, when you're an adult, it's a different story. You still have to be careful. But either way, in life, there are boundaries. Like what, what you learn as kids, I'm sorry to get so preachy here, what you learn as kids that that's a microcosm for the rest of your life. In school, there are boundaries. You're there are punishment. There's rules, regulations. There's there's things you have to abide by at work, socially, amongst your friends, um, relationships within like personal relationships that are close, girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever, all the bullshit. Uh, it doesn't matter, straight, gay, whatever. There are always boundaries. And if you raise a kid that to not understand or respect or acknowledge that these things exist, you're raising a fucking sociopath. You're raising someone who really won't have any empathy and doesn't give a fuck about anything but themselves. So when we think of this in the terms of Robin, there must have been something that raised her to be this, right? Yeah. 
Well, one of the things of narcissism, I remember reading back, it was ages and ages ago, one of the things for NPD, if she has it, it would be like a, a, an overt form of it, not, not what Howard's covert uh, is like, is excessively abusive, like too much punishment, which is what I'm sure what it was. She was just punished for no reason. Uh, from her parents, from one parent or the other. The dad was probably absentee because he was working. And back though, back then, it would be like Ben Stern, not around to discipline. So the mother's the disciplinarian, which is the way it was in our family. Uh, but she was I, working too. So, And I also think if you look back into her past, she was raised with a bunch of white people in school. Mm -hmm. And then when she grew up, those people treated her differently. So yes. I think there's a lot of resentment and... Um, I think she grew up not as poor as she said. I think in, in any case, uh, her success, a lot like Howard's, was really being tied in at the right place at the right time with the right people. Because the way she writes about it in the book, she failed upwards completely, you know, oh, especially totally. at NBC. I mean, Christ's sakes, this, the, the stuff I... she if you read that, you'd never hire her for a gig. Yeah. Never. You not even write a paper. It was right. ridiculous. Right. I mean, I mean, the fact that she fucked up copy on purpose. I, I, can't, I can't I can't read a certain amount of things in a certain amount of time. So I'll what? do less work. <laughs> so I'll read three stories instead of four. And then not only that, but I have to get my stuff proofread because I was the dumb kid in school. I, I mean, could you imagine Meredith Vieira saying that? I was just like, what? right. Food or the laundry being done or any of that. Oh, the, the best book. home life I ever saw. Yeah. She was chipper when she left. Right. Okay. Then I made it all chipper. up. You're absolutely right. Told I you. am a great novelist. Well, I told you. <laughs> well, you did make it up and you're not a great novelist. The book is really horrendously awfully written. And that's the other real, the, 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 her writing style oh, is atrocious. Is. <laughs> like, let's forget about all the other stuff. I, I'll, I'll never forget when you did this. You pointed out every single, like, grammatical paragraphs everything you just oh, said was the, awful oh my god you were right well it, my wife's the same way when we read books and have to fucking proofread them as we're reading them we get pissed off because that means someone some editor got paid for nothing or they didn't have the money to spring for a proper copy editor and just pro like a proofread the thing the way it should be done and uh anyway guys well i'll try try to throw some um, graphics of the examples of writing but uh either way the the audio what you got was from the audio book that she narrated but it's only about i don't know a third maybe 40 percent of the book not even it's so it's it's really truncated <laughs> I mean, Robin, have you? Yeah, you, you admit it. Robin, have you believed that she had a house full of friendly Yule Christmas logs that she was gnawing on like an animal? Oh, please. I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know what happened when she wrote that book. She flipped her lid. I think she was doing ecstasy. <laughs> Crystal meth. That's not like a great chapter. That was with OJ in the car when he went to Burger King. Right, am I right, though? It was just Absolutely some wild stuff in there. The I mean, it's a good book. I swear to God. I just want to know whose life You can is. ask my wife. I was sitting in Who's bed at night, but, anyway? then this right. is not a book to read before you go to sleep at night. It gave me nightmares. <laughs> I was reading this thing, and I'd take one page at a time, and I'd put it down to my chest, and I'd go, I don't believe this. Like, you were there, right? Exactly. So and was I, go, I. And I go, Allison. I exactly. It, where's the corroboration? That's why she's so perturbed earlier on when you mentioned about her body language. It's because she's in the studio now with two people who would be able to tell you yes or no based on 
or or completely even if if stuff when there was true they could say we she never told us that that never came out we never heard this and that's what and they're saying basically this would be exactly like the amber heard thing you get yep. her on the stand who else is there to see and say what you're saying nobody yeah. not a fucking person why don't you at least have video footage of him beating you? Why don't you have audio of him smacking you around and you're crying? And because I mean, obviously, when you get hit, it's not like you're not going to go, oh, Jesus, that hurt. Oh, no, wow, you went to smarts. the Don Rickle. You went to the Don Rickles thing. <laughs> Perfectly fine. fine. When he headbutted you and you thought you broke your nose. Right. I mean, it's and you have a picture of her looking like a porcelain doll. This is yeah. exactly what it's like. Where yeah, looked, is <laughs> where are China. the people, Robin? To yeah. say any of this, there's not a person. So when Fred says, I don't believe this, I agree. Yeah, we, we there's no we don't have to look at, past it. So this is this is not the person I know. Who is this? <laughs> Who is this you know who that is? That's Roseanne. There you go. <laughs> You hear this laugh? Do you? Everyone hears this laugh. All our listeners hear this laugh. If mm -hmm. this was really your traumatic life, would you, would this be your reaction to your trauma? Well, first of all, that we know that where the laugh comes from. So your most people know they would not. But she's this is nervous laughter because she's being called out on her bullshit. That's exactly right, that's what, that what I'm saying. Yeah. You're not. This is not a laugh of somebody who really experienced these things because they would take it deadly fucking. Yeah. Seriously. Shouldn't you be indignant at your coworkers mocking your fucking struggle in your words and your whatever your prose? Indignant. You would be beyond pissed off. Like, how dare you say this is bullshit? This is my life. That kind of thing. If it was at all true or even, let's say, 80 percent true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's infuriating because it's infuriating because they're not even they're not even going as deep as they should on this. Like they're 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 doing a good job, but they're not going as much because they know they don't want to have to deal with her after the fact. But even as petty as these surface sort of digs. Yeah, the observations. Shoveling this is. They, yeah. as surface as this is, this is her reaction. Yep. It's incredible. Isn't it? On the back of the author, we're, we're typing with one hand and a crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> the other. My yeah, the, the author at work. I think his book was Mad Libs. Mad Libs. His book was Mad Libs. He goes, let's see, what can I make up next? Then I went home and... They're going to rush you like yeah. that guy who wrote the book about Howard Hughes. Exactly. Right. Except she's going to sue herself. Yeah. The unauthorized box. Uh, My next book is going to be a book to nine, everything that went on in that book. <laughs> and the Roseanne reference, by the way, is because she had released around that time, her and Fran Drescher both released books about the abuse that they suffered growing up. Well, Fran recalls uh, being raped, actually, like outright, uh, not just molestation. And Roseanne claimed she suffered this. And, and it was met with um, skepticism by her own family. But we'll never know if it's true or not. I didn't read the Roseanne book, so I can't comment because she's written a couple books, I think, since then. Yep. I was um, a huge Hitchcock fan, and Tippi Hendren was. Mm -hmm. She wrote a book about her abuse from Alfred Hitchcock, and there was yeah. an HBO movie subsequently yep. regarding her abuse. 
because he was obsessed with her and he mm-hmm. treated her so poorly and tried to fuck her like every chance he could. Yeah. And just horrible abuse. And so in the uh, years afterward, she would say, you know, nice things about him and whatever. But then as years went on, she really was open and honest about how he ruined her career. Mm-hmm. And you believe this because you saw the trajectory of her career. And yep. you also could see even in her body language in interviews when she was being nice, she was so tight. And there was something that you could tell was wrong. Yeah. This is not that. Well, Hitchcock had such power in the business um, that he she had oh, to yeah. be wary until she didn't have to anymore. And yeah, and basically, if you read up on it, he was just, of course, a genius director, but like a monster of a man. So, uh, he's but you not, get, but but again, you can this separate is somebody who was abused, and you yeah. can see what somebody who is genuinely abused is like, and it's mm-hmm. not Robin. Yeah. Tippy Hender was not doing this. Look at check out any Mackenzie Phillips interview when she released her book. She's not laughing. I mean, she laughs at certain. There might be some things there that she laughs about, but it's not about the fucking being being like penetrated by her fucking father that she makes light of it or that she jokes about it and laughs about it in front of an audience. There's just nothing like that. Or the Woody Allen thing. And. What? Alec Baldwin just did a live with Woody Allen. Oh, oh, oh! My. I thought they, I thought they were planning to. Did that get released? I haven't. Did it, what was released. that on? It went horrible. It went on Alec Baldwin Instagram Live. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay. he said he's going to do an Instagram. Their internet went out three times. Alec got upset. He ran to the door and yelled in Spanish at one of his, I don't know, nannies housekeepers the dogs the dogs leonetta the dogs but he's saying it in spanish enough yeah. enough and then he comes back woody's woody's internet is out it is the funniest thing he's done in years i'll have it's to check ter- it out I, th- oh, I thought it was gonna be a network hilarious. thing it's it's on in- it was no. on instagram i forgot it was yeah, instagram you're right. live so there's got to be a way to see that on youtube perhaps Oh, it is hilarious. Everybody's okay. talking about it. All right. I'll download it and watch it this weekend because that might be worth a, a, it a, is a, break, a breakdown. It is hysterical. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm more excited about this than the next episode of The Boys. I have a question for you. I love I, The I, we Boys. We won't carry this on for too long, but um, has has your family read the book? My mother is reading it now. Oh, oh <laughs> that's where we need a camera. Oh, man, that is the cruelest of all. <laughs> Talk about it. You know what? There's nothing crueler. Uh, excuse me. Oh. I think my life was a little bit cruel. Oh, when that woman Talking reads that book. reading oh. is not oh. hard. Well, was your, oh, my did God. You, did your mother have an idea of what you're writing about, or did you just hand her this oh, book? Oh, absolutely. So she oh. knew what it was about. Oh, like, what are you talking about? I'm not a liar. No, 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 no. I wasn't sure if she knew what was going on. Absolutely. Absolutely not. And absolutely, Howard saying what he just said. Mm-hmm says it all that woman he just knows and look Mm -hmm. at her pursed lips and just indignant smug oh god she's such a fucking liar (laughs) 
She helped poor, me write it. Poor old woman at she the just, end of her yeah. life. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reward. Reward. She gets a reward. Good job. Here, Ma. Here's the medal. By the way, give a few to your neighbors. when they hang you. And so if any of this were true, and Robin really thought that, and they really thought Robin thought that, they would not be doing any of this. But they nope. are they are pressing her like it's mm-hmm. a comedy central roast right yeah. now. Right. And she is reacting like a roast person. Like she's the person being roasted and it's mm-hmm. all fun and games. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's supposed to be your life. They know it's false. Yep. You know it's false. And everybody's just having a good time. But meanwhile, your mother is going to be marked as, as, a, as an abusive things. mother. Yeah. Until all these years later, when people like us actually read the book and read into these people and we give them their fucking comeuppance. And hallelujah. Enjoy. Uh, I happen to think that it's hard. It's worse to do some things than to actually read that they no, were done. No, 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 it's worse so. reading them. It's worse reading them. No, they're keep forever. wringing your hands. <laughs> she keeps yep. wringing her hands, wringing her hands. Wouldn't you be like, I understand people being nervous in terms of like a courtroom. Let's say you're on the stand. You're, you know, it's just not, an, it's not a comfortable stand? place. Oh God, it would be, it would be, a, it would be fun. If she were on the stand wringing her hands like this, Fillmore, you'd be... Bye-bye. 30 years <laughs> you, of life. <laughs> um, what's her name? Uh, Vasquez? Uh, Carmen? Carmen? No, what's her name? Yeah. No, oh, the, would, uh, I be, would I be the attorney, Camille Vasquez? Camille Vasquez. I keep saying Carmen. I'm thinking of the kid, uh, the hilarious kid. animal. Yeah, exactly. Like, can you imagine someone with, uh, with half a brain cross-examining Robin? Rick said this during, my fiance said this during the trial when I had him. He goes, you would be perfect at this. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be devouring Amber, and Amber would be doing. She, you'd, and she'd never make eye contact the same way she didn't throughout most of the questions and answers. It was all let me interpret, let me get the answer, then I'll look over at the jury and looking for. If you check well, those th- body language guys, they nailed it perfectly. She was well, this looking is why for she, specific jurors to connect with. She's upset about Fred not connecting with her because he's got the carts up. That was her connection. She doesn't have that. So she's wringing her hands. She's Mm -hmm. nervous Nelly during this. Yep. (laughs) Good job. Will your mom be at my And if you don't want to read about them, don't do them. Is your is your uh, is your mom gonna go to book signings with you? No, because I'll go to no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> She'll be tied off. She'll have a book burning and <laughs> Robin gave her mother the cliff notes to finish her off quicker. Oh, <laughs> yeah, here's the parts about you. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, mom. I'm oh. sure you're in the book a lot more than she is. Oh, I know I am. <laughs> I counted the pages. But not, a, not a bad word about Howard. No. They no. It better be. not be. I'm a saint. <laughs> It's too soon to make it up. <laughs> it's too soon. <laughs> Jackie's the best. It's too soon to make it up. Oh. <laughs> too soon. God love him. I love Jackie. God bless him. <laughs> Sorry? And look at her. She's laughing. You hooking it up. <laughs> it's, it's all attention. it's all It's attention. She loves it. She's she loves it. She's she's happier than a pig in Friendly's ice cream. Well, it's it's also how she deals with things that are uncomfortable. Yep. I mean, this 
yeah. example could be put up against anything we do when she's uncomfortable. Well, uh, what part of it was it where, well, it was the uh, goodbye, Jason. <laughs> goodbye, Jason. And the uh, bagel thon. Bagel, that, run for the bagels. The Cleveland book signing. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I can't wait till we get that one done. We might have to draw well, straws to see who can do that one. Wait till we push something on Robin that is untrue and see how she reacts. It's like a laughing bomb. Yep. You hear that? Because it's too soon to make it up. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get away from you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I got to tell you, now that I've read the book, what I can't figure out if we're all having fun. What is doing with her hands? Do you see this? I am obsessed with this, with her hands. What is she doing with her hands? This is not a person who's honest. Probably drying them out because they're fucking sweaty from clasping them the entire time and going, oh, wow, Jesus, hmm, this is going not the way I planned it uh, once I released it. There's no Johnny Cochran here, Robin. The glove is not going to fit. Nope. Or if Robin's behind that glass having more thoughts. I don't know. See, that's the problem. I don't know that she's cured. She's behind the glass (laughs) talking to herself about us. This is the sequel. How do we know you're cured even? How do we know there's not another book going on? You didn't know when I was sick and you got a long time. Don't worry about it. I was thinking in the audio version. Are you going to do an audio version? I did it already. Oh, you should have had your mother read her part. Uh, That would have been good. (laughs) See, you're always producing her. Yeah, but I didn't want to say anything. See, you're cruel. I know. I would you're always reducing her. Why would you say that? She said that in a way that's so boom, reactive, that you know that what she said in the book isn't true. Yeah, that's I mean, that's and, and once again, guys, I encourage you to get a used copy it for 99 cents at some fucking paperback joint that sells used books and see for yourself and immediately throw it out. But um, it, compare it and contrast with what we're doing. If you went through the most incredible metamorphosis (laughs) and somehow transformed yourself into the best person you're capable of being. Yeah. And you and Lisa G, after that metamorphosis took place, were on the top floor of a burning building. And it's just you two. And God told Lisa, I will give you the ability to fly if you kiss John the Stutterer. She would say no. I, I know. Oh. Well, 